This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. From the ArmeniaProud.com studios. Genatsadhayed. This is a toast to Armenia with Jano Kabinjian. A comprehensive look at the Armenian culture only on lineupmedia.fm. Genatsa, Genatsa, Pailusin, Spesek. Brian, how are you? I am doing very well. Brian, I tell you what, we got a great show today. I know. We really do have a great show today, and uh, we've got. Uh, Danny Bedrosian, he's going to be back on the show. Always a favorite. Talking about uh, a new a new gig here. He's yeah. got something going uh, that he's been working on, and uh, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. I let Danny but, bring it up. He's like a renaissance man. You right. Know? It's like he's just doing all this stuff. He's got all the music. He's got all these other little projects that he's well, working he, on. Well, you know that he's always been in the history. Yeah. Now he's capitalizing off of that. He's yeah. got something going on, and we'll let Danny mention that. And uh, on that note, too, uh, there's some other person out there right now that's making a lot of news, and that's Eric Bezo. Bazinyan, he's a boxer in the WBO. He's uh, he's ranked number one in the WBO with a twenty three and O record with seventeen knockouts, my friend. Seventeen knockouts, and we got him on our show. We got him on the show, and it's going to be interesting uh, uh, talking to him. He's in Georgia right now, so uh, they're nine hours differential. We're in the middle of the U.S., and that's nine hours difference. Yeah, uh, so. Uh, we're going to give him a shout and see how things are going. Uh, he's got a – it's an interesting thing. Uh, you, you know, when you're number one, everyone's out to get you. And um, with Eric, uh, he seemed like uh, on the phone, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll talk to you guys. Of course I'll talk to you. Uh, your, your Armenian show. And, and I said, wow, you know, uh, what a humble guy. So yeah. uh, he's going to be on the show as well, and we're pretty excited about it. And uh, let's start it off. Hey, Brian, uh, our next guest here is, uh, well, he's been on our show many times before, and uh, now he's got something brewing here, something new. Awesome. I can't wait to hear about it. And that's Danny Bedrosian. Danny, you out there? Yes, Jono, Brian, glad to be talking to you guys again. How are you, my friend? How's the tour? How's everything going in the music world? Very well. We've been real busy on the road. Uh, just finished up a North America tour. The East Coast part and Midwest part of a North America tour with George Clinton and P Funk, and uh, we're concluding with the West Coast and Southern part of the tour uh, this this month, going through September. So it's been a busy it's been a busy year. We've done a lot of dates so far. It'll probably end up being about 150 shows by the time the year's through with that one group. I'm telling you, Yachbar, I'm telling you 100%. If you guys ever make it to Armenia, I mean, they worship jazz bands and blues and stuff like that. They yeah. they love it. They love it over there. I mean, they'll sit out yeah, no, outdoor and uh, with their wines and just for hours at night just listen to that type of music. It's an unbelievable atmosphere. Yeah, it's fantastic. I really need to make it a point to get out there, even if I don't get out there with one of the groups i just need to get i've never been to the republic and for oh. someone uh who's into armenology as much as i am it's it's uh it's it's a, a crying shame <laughs> no you you'll, been, you'll make it you'll make it yeah i'll make it i've been to the region but not to i mean i've been to georgia i've been to turkey 
but not Armenia. So well, you got to get to Armenia. That that's your place there. I know. I right. know. Yeah, uh, Danny, you got something brewing. Uh, you've got a. Uh, it, it was very interesting when you called me last week and uh, said, "Hey, you, you know, John, I've been working on the, these comic books and so forth. Uh, tell us more about yeah. this stuff." Yeah, sure. I think um, the very first time that I was on your show, I think I was talking about this. And it has just been so long in the making. I've probably been working on this for about a decade. Mm. Um, But it is a brand new comic book that just released on uh, June 28th. And the series is called Sons of the Sun. Um, Sons? Also known as Aravordi, which is the Armenian term for that. Um, and, the the title of the first issue was about hike, hike, Nahapet, hike, the hero, right? Hike, the archer, hike, the progenitor of the Armenian people. So, uh, well, how'd you get involved in this? How, how'd you get started? Well, in this? you know, when I was a little kid, I was really into comic books. And at one point I thought that it was my life's mission to become a writer or artist for Marvel comics. That was really my thing before Marvel was the before it was the behemoth that we know of it as today, you know, before the movies and all the mm-hmm. box office and the billions of dollars and the Disney and all that, when it was just a comic book company, I was really into Marvel comics and I wanted to make my own comics. In fact, when I was in second or third grade, uh, my friends and I had our own little kid comic book company and we used to, you know, produce and reproduce our own issues and sell them to our schoolmates for like, you know, a quarter to a buck a piece. So this was, uh, you know, little capitalist and uh and i was uh i was doing this from a very young age and um you know over time uh it stopped being something that i wanted to do for a living but it always remained something that i kept as a hobby and to this day i have a quite vast comic book collection that i keep in a storage spot it's the storage spot is basically just the comics so i have like a huge collection of comic books and it just became a you know a, a sort of lifelong um something I just I enjoyed, you know, I got, uh, as a hobby. I got to be honest um, with you. I collect the two. I, I, I love comic okay. books. I, I love comic books. And uh, you know what? When you get a series of four and you got the one and two and you got the four, I mean, you try to hunt down that number three and it, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just something that I don't even get. I don't even open up the pages. I, I just love to just have it and yeah. put it in plastic and just say that I have it. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. I, I you, like your. Hobby you're exactly there. the same kind. Of, you're exactly the same kind of collector as I am. When I was a little kid, I used to read, and and you know I'd read them for the stories and for the art. But today, I'm completely aesthetically attached to it. It is completely aesthetics only. I put. I do exactly the same thing you do. It's about. It's for the the sheer love of the collecting, and I put it in the in the poly bag in the plastic. Put it in the long box. Right. <laughs> right. They just say I have it. <laughs> you know. So um, so what made was, you? It was the. What made you go to the Armenian route instead of the the Western uh, comic books? Right. So, well, um, for a long time, I I noticed uh, that there you know there wasn't really much representation in the Armenian community of comic book world in terms of character. Now, in terms of um, actual representation, you know, we have some. Uh, um, we have some, 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 some names and faces that are recognizable to the world of comic books. You know, Capellian that we talked about before, um, Roger. Capellian yeah. Roger is unbelievable. East of Byzantium, you know, and, um, and of course there's Dan Panosian who works for Marvel and, um, 
has been with them for a long, long time and, and drew a lot of my favorite comics in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's several others, uh, but the actual culture didn't have much representation in, in terms of comic books. And um, I wanted to do something that was kind of like what Thor is for Norse mythology, um, but with Armenian mythology, because... You know, thinking about Norse mythology is old, and you know they say Odin can go back to like 800 A.D. But these Armenian stories, they go back to like 2500 B.C. Some of them, so it's it's a much longer, much older, and because of that, vaster uh, quantity and quality of character and storyline. And a lot of these stories, you know, some of them were transmitted by Moses Koronatsi and by. Faustus Buzand and other historians, but most of them were oral traditions, like uh, Sassoon, you know, David of Sassoon, and characters like this that were just transmitted orally from generation to generation. And with that, there was a huge um, canon of of character and situation and storyline, and and conflict and and war and romance and everything that goes with the epic history. And um, I really felt like it was underrepresented in the comic book form and you know graphic novels and trade paperbacks are becoming the new novel in a lot of ways they've be, you know they've they've won awards they've they're becoming finally respected for for the art form they truly are and so i felt like there needed to be uh, continued um or just more uh emphasis impetus in the armenian world in, right. in a comic book so i i had this idea a really long time ago and just slowly developed uh, what what I wanted to do with it. You know, I approached a couple of the writers and artists from Marvel that I admired, and and they gave me accolades for taking on such a daunting task. But they were like, "Well, I'm busy with this, or I'm doing this right now. I can't really do it." But I eventually found the guy for the job, and um, and again, I never knew how long it was going to take <laughs> to do such such a task, but it really, really involved a lot of back and forth with the artist, Robert Iman, who was extremely talented. He's from um, the Netherlands and worked in my art department for my street team, for my, for my music mm-hmm. for years, just doing promos, comic strips, posters, and things like that. Um, and he had done an unfinished comic strip for one of my albums back in 2010. And we played with the idea of making a comic book, but it never really saw fruition. And then, one day I saw him at a, uh, a little uh, kebab restaurant in Amsterdam. <laughs> That's and, amazing. Um, you ran into him like that. And I ran into him and he was like, do you remember me? I never knew his face. I only knew his work, his body of work. So wow. um, I was like, no, who are you? And he told me, I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, you know, I was really sad we never got to do a comic book. I said, well, you know what? It's funny you say that because <laughs> since the last time we had our little failed attempt, I have actually written, plotted, and scripted uh, two issues of a comic book that I've come out with. And he's like, oh, tell me more. So we started getting involved in the process. I said, but um, I'm just letting you know, Robert, this is a... And Robert's an Odar, one of the finest Odars you could ever meet. Right. And, uh, and you know, and, uh, but that being said, his talent for his artistic vision is just superb. But more importantly, his, his, his ability to gain knowledge through study is what I really enjoyed about him, which is how I, I work as well. When I work with an artist, there's, there's months, if not years of research that goes into it. 
So because he wasn't Armenian, I really wanted to immerse him in the culture and the history. And I think by the time he was done, he knew more about Armenian history than most <laughs> Armenians do. You Beautiful. know what our conversations are like. Beautiful. So, so by the time I was done with him, you know, he had a, a, a very, very advanced concept of Armenian architecture, Armenian um, physical geography, Armenian political geography. So in other words, not just the mountains and streams and the rivers and their names, right. but also the different countries that encompassed Armenia over the years, the different empires that tried to annex Armenia, the different kingdoms that the Armenians were king, kings over, and um, over the various, various centuries, and costumes, uh, character biographies, oral histories, written histories. I just gave him as much stuff as I could possibly give him. I was sending books over to him and, and just all kinds of stuff. And he really immersed himself in the culture and learned a lot from it. And we developed this great book, Sons of the Sun, um, from that. And I also worked with a letterer and an edu editor. So it's a whole team um, that put it together. But it's very much my vision. Like I said, I did the plots and the scripts. And, um, and we have a, a second issue in the works. It's written. It's just not drawn. Um, but my concept is to use a different artist every time. So that's to give different... That may be tough, though, isn't it? ...feels um, and colors and shapes and things like that to the reader. So they're not just associating with one art type. Because these stories, I mean, you grew up with these stories, John, so you know... Yeah. You know, the story of Hike and the story... You know, my, my, my father and mother in town, my father was making a joke that um, every, back in the day, every Armenian house used to have a, a, a portrait of Jesus... And a portrait of Vahan Mamagonian right next to I know, Kach Vartan. You, <laughs> or, you, Vartan or Vartan Mamagonian, I should say. Yeah, um, there's no question. I yeah. mean, him on top of a mountain, him w with one arm waving a sword, and uh, the yeah. Persians attacking. Uh, now, how much right. is this on uh, fiction or nonfiction? What, what did you do? How did you depict uh, what you... That's what really, you yeah, go ahead. It's a really good question. Um, it's both. Uh, because uh, the, the, the overarching concept of, of the Sons of the Sun stories that I'm doing um, is, is basically there's an Ashug telling a group of villagers a story during one part of Armenian history. And they're telling the villagers, he's telling the villagers a story about another part of Armenian history. So it is the classic story inside a story uh, concept for the comic book. So... This issue, not to give too, too much away, but the first issue, um, the, 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 the tradition is being sort of set down by the great Ashug Sayat Nova, um, and it takes place in 1754 in the Armenian state of Kapan, which was an independent Armenian nation in the 18th century, um, kind of unbeknownst to a lot of people. Uh, it was a little Armenian independent nation situated between the Ottoman and, and um, Safavid empires. It uh, constituted what is mostly today the, um, the modern-day uh, province of Sunik and, and also Nakhichivan, which is now in Azerbaijan. That's basically what Kapan was. And uh, in it, you know, Syed Nova's telling the story of Hike to a group of villagers and children, and then the rest of the comic is all narrated um, like the oral historic tradition and it takes place in 2492 B.C. in Babylon and in um, Hayat Zor and places like that where Hike 
um, had his battle with Bell and all, you know, basically the first great Armenian story ever told and the beginning of the Armenian nation, at least in terms of historiography. Now, that being said, it encompasses a whole lot of mythology, too, because Hike was a semi-legendary figure. You know, we know um, that, you know, there is a sort of biblical background to the to the genealogy of Hike. It's Hike and the, it's, it's Hike and Pell, right? Uh, the yeah, well, Hike and Bell. Yep, that's yeah, right. And yeah. so it's it's semi-legendary. It's based on some things that actually happened in history, um, but it's also very very set in legend because um, if we look at these legendary tales, a lot of times the same name can constitute. Uh, a god, a giant, a man, a chief, a tribe, a country, you know what I'm saying? So all right. of those could be the same name. They could all be one like Togarma. Togarma is the father of Hike. He's a semi-legendary biblical character that is associated with the land of Armenia, but specifically Western Armenia, um, and was supposed to be the father of Hike and also the father of all these other progenitors of various West Asian and Caucasus countries. Um, he's depicted as a giant in a lot of stories or a God. Um, so I have him as a giant warrior in the story, but he's also listed as a country. Like if you talk about Togarma in the Bible, Togarma in the Bible is both a, a man at some places and a, a nation, a kingdom in some places. So a lot of this stuff is allegory for real historical fact, but you can't, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. Because again, it's, 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 it's based in mythology too. So there's, there's all kinds of fantastical stories of dragons and monsters and giants and, and all this stuff. Obviously that stuff is not nonfiction. Um, but a lot of the events, you know, the story of, of, of bell trying to take hikes freedom and trying to stop him from moving to the, the, area around Ararat and around Lake Van and Hayat Zor and these places um, are, are echoes of legendary data that may have happened, but at a different time or maybe a slightly different time. Right. But so, so yeah, it's a mixture of history and mythology, but the mythology itself, just because it's not, just because it's legendary doesn't mean it's not also no, very old. No, you know? no, it's, it's so, beautiful. It, you know what? Even, um, even when you go back to when the Persians and the Spartans uh, dueled, and uh, yeah. I mean that was uh, by Hata- what was his name, Hatastasis or something like that. He he's the one that wrote uh, as the observer to what went down and all that, and you know he glorified everything on the Greek side. But you know, I I mean it's how right. it's been. Uh, tainted over years and years, over thousands of years on the who's the good guy and who's the bad guy and uh, who did what. And uh, I mean, it's just written from one side. So uh, in yes, your in your exactly. sense, too, I mean, uh, you're just picking up. How long did it take you to pick up all these little pieces of history? And I, I guess that had to be uh, a work of its own right there, not just the artwork, but just getting all this information and trying to keep it as real as possible as well. Yes. I think, I mean, that was really a lifetime of, of collecting historical information. And, you know, of course I went to school for middle Eastern studies with a concentration in Armenian history. So that helps and that kind of thing. But I, I used everything from archeology, span as I said, to like DNA studies I used. So there's like a disclaimer 
at the beginning of the comic book that says, you know, for those purists who, who have read Moses Coronazzi and, and the other Armenian histories, this is not that. <laughs> so don't write in with angry letters saying, you know, <laughs> you didn't, you know, you didn't do the part where Armanak goes to the, with his brother Kor and they oh, don't, you know, okay, you're yeah, gonna have I, that. I did not tell <laughs> the entire story. In fact, in a lot of places, I change it on purpose for a literary spark of this or that. But the real reason why I made any changes at all is because um, the Armenian history is so vast, there's so much going on, that I wanted to incorporate other things that were happening in the Armenian homeland at this time. So I incorporated other gods and goddesses that were um, contemporaries of Hike, but that might not have been important to his storyline in order to just elucidate a little bit better the, 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 what's going on on the ground. Right. And, um, and then also I included information that they may not have had at that time, but that we now know now, you know, that we now have, uh, um, with, with the, the passing of, you know, finding historical documents or mm-hmm. uncovering archeological things and digs or, DNA evidence that we never had before. Now we are able to ascertain things that we were never able to figure out before. So it's, it's definitely with, you know, again, take it with a grain of salt. It's, it's, it's got that kind of stuff added in, but a lot of the history that we learned from new methods like science and so on and so forth are things that they knew in the old days, but have forgotten somewhere. And one of the invasions, one of the terrible wars and one of the terrible massacres of the Armenian people that happened over and over again throughout history, they lost a lot of this information. It only was able to be retrieved through DNA, through archaeology, through, you know what I'm saying? So uh, this stuff is super important. So I felt a need to add it in. So I took some literary liberties in order to better elucidate the, the situation in the Armenian world and the Armenian mindset. Um, just, just to make it more understandable and, and more palatable for the modern audience. Well, I think as much as, uh, we are drifting away from Armenia and, uh, finding ourselves in other countries and raising our kids, uh, in these other countries, I, I think that this is the type of stuff we still need. On a, I mean, just to get that to where our kids and ourselves, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to check that comic book out. I'd like to be uh, reading up on this and seeing the uh, pictures and all this. Uh, you know, you're never too old for anything like this, and it gives you a little right. bit of some some sort of nationality and uh, some sort of a, a nationalistic pride too that comes along with it. I think that, uh, right. I think that, you know down the line, why not look at uh, Armenian schools in the East Coast and the West Coast? And, uh, you know, kids like stuff like this. I think the teachers yeah. would would love to say, hey, you know what? Uh, let's bring out our comic book, uh, our Armenian uh, comic book about hike, and let's uh, look at this, the Sons of, Sons of the Sun, and uh, let, let's, let, let's analyze this. Let's, let's have some fun with it. And I think kids will get into it a lot more than having to read like maybe 150 pages of something that, you know, they could get bored right. of. Now they get, they, right. now they have illustrations of it and the cool illustrations by uh, Robert Iman. So that it's, I yeah. think it's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. And it's, it's, it's definitely something that I feel that our community 
um, could use. And it, it being written in English, it's obviously for diaspora Armenians in, in English-speaking countries. It's got, you know, so like you said, when we go to these far-flung places out, outside of the homeland, um, we have changed and adapted. But one thing uh, we need is to stick, hold on to as much of our culture as possible because it is great and ancient and constantly being forgotten. So I felt that, yes, this was sort of like a duty to to help contribute some way to uh, continuing the tradition and the understanding and the knowledge of our great ancestors. And, um, yeah. hey, and, and I felt that that was really, really important. And very, it's been really well very so important. Far. Very important. I, I think that uh, down the line, uh, we're losing touch of uh, being Armenian. Uh, we're we're yeah. getting caught uh, in thinking in our brains as uh, Americans and uh, not not thinking we're Armenians and I think that it's stuff like this wherever you're at out there listening to this I think that this is very important on uh, some sort of stability on keeping uh, your Armenian roots so I I think this is this is something important in our uh, culture and uh, should be explored by all our fans out there yeah thank you yeah I think it's really important I think it's Again, it's good for kids, it's good for adults, it's good for Armenians, it's good for non-Armenians, it's got love, it's got war, it's got all the, all the stuff. Gotta have it. something for everybody. Yeah, yeah, gotta have it. Uh, so you know. tell me uh, how our people can, uh, our fans can uh, find this. What, what do we have to do for this one? Sure. So uh, the purchases are being made through my PayPal. Um, so my PayPal name is info at dannybedrosian.com. And, um, for domestic, it's uh, $30 for domestic and $40 for international, but each order will also get a free CD of one of my various albums, uh, music, and also a signed tag that tells you what number you have of the first run. And as you know, uh, being a comic book collector, this is the first printing. So the it's first beautiful. printing <laughs> I was thinking that. is always worth more. Right. Um, then the second printing and the third printing and so on and so forth. So much so, too, that I made it a little bit nicer than your average comic book. So it's super heavy, glossy paper. Wow. Super heavy, glossy cover. It's a very heavy comic book. It's maybe 10 pages longer than your average monthly, or maybe more like 15 or 15 pages longer than your monthly comic book is now. Uh, about 10 pages longer than the ones were when we were younger. And, um, and it's, it's really a nice nice volume and it's even got a, a glossary in the back so you can learn about different terms you may not have heard about before so it has an educational side and it's just a very you know we spared no expense on the printing so you sure made a really really nice product for our fans you're getting a top-notch comic book here and you're also getting uh, a signed autograph in this uh, as well saying that it's uh yeah, an we- yep an autograph tag that tells what number of the first batch that you have. And then on top of that, and then on top of that, you're giving them a CD of your music as well. Yes. Hey folks, Uh, you you know, you can't beat this. You you really can't beat this. And I know a lot of Armenians out there love your type of music, Danny. And uh, that alone is worth 30 bucks to me. And now I'm getting a comic book that's going to be autographed. And, and uh, Robert Iman, he's, He's made the illustration. I, I think this is a beautiful concept here, and for 30 bucks, you can't go wrong, folks. 
This Thank is, you. Yeah, it's, yeah, I'm really, really proud of it, and it's been selling really well. Again, like I said, among among both Armenians and non-Armenians. So, and and among Armenians throughout the diaspora, I've had um, Armenians from France, Australia, and places like California, more obvious places, um, order these already. So it's really great. But it's what's really cool to me is that it's mostly Odai's that are ordering it, um, because I think diasporan Armenians like ourselves are uh, because of the circumstances of our situation are very much, I think Armenians are pretty good at assimilating and good at um, showing their culture to other people. So I'm actually just as proud, if not more proud of every non-Armenian who buys it because they're learning stuff they had no idea about. Your average person who knows about Armenians knows maybe the Kardashian system of a down and possibly the Armenian genocide. And that's it. You're um, so right. Your average Armenian person might know uh, Vartan Namagonyan. They might know uh, Soviet history. They and know the they know the new president. And, and, <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. And so, like, both sides, I feel, can learn quite a bit from this. Um, I think the Armenians can learn, be, learn to be more proud of their own heritage and learn that it is, it is a vast a huge assemblage of characters and interesting stories, much not you know much much uh, much like Norse or Greek or Persian mythology, but we don't hear about it you know, as much you know because we are this um, downtrodden, not talked about often people. So uh, I think it's good in instilling pride in the Armenians themselves, and with non-Armenians, they're just asking more and more questions. I had a um, a fan uh, who is uh, a, a young woman from North Carolina who's an Odar and is completely unversed with Armenian history, who, who was a fan of my music and bought the comic book. And she's, you know, not only did she never hear anything about any of this stuff, but it got her, you know, she had never even heard of the Armenian genocide. And, uh, you know, she had posted some stuff about this, that, and the other, and someone had asked her some questions, and she had answered, and I said, well, you're a little erroneous with some of those answers. Let me give you some more, <laughs> give you some more information about it. And it really opened her eyes, and now she's, like, buying all these books um, <laughs> That's about great, Armenian man. history. That's great. Which is amazing, you know what I mean, because she's completely un, untouched by any Armenians, you know, no, no contact, no prior interest. Well, you know, my friend. You know, she, yeah, you know one thing. Look, look what's happened with the Jewish race. I mean, uh, the Odars uh, that have embraced the Jewish world. Uh, uh, you know, they they're not Jewish, but uh, but again, right. th they know the history and all that because there's always uh, Jewish people out there that's that put this literature out that have the yep. that have the means to get the movies out and all that and they see that and you you're a fine example of a an Armenian that wants you. and I do find that more intriguing that an Odar uh, is more intrigued by our stuff than an Ar Armenian I'm not saying an Armenian isn't but uh, an Odar embracing right. that that that's kind of a lot cooler to me than an Armenian doing it uh, that that's yep, that's just I my opinion no, I agree. I think it's and it's better for us in a lot of ways too, just for knowledge. And probably about eighty percent of the orders have been from non-Armenians. So that's nice. uh, that's pretty cool. It's heartening to me. You know what I mean? That's cool. I, I can I can get with something like that because um, well, we're gonna Armenians we're gonna switch it like, up. Oh, Danny, this is awesome. I've always wanted to see something like this. You know, but for the non-Armenians, it's like 
I never knew I wanted to see something like this, but I totally did. And now I know I want to see more. <laughs> it's well, really I, cool. I tell you what, and, Danny, and, uh, we're going to get people to uh, tune in on this. Uh, I, I love this concept. And is this a, a two book series, a two comic book series, or, or is this going to go yeah. four? How are you going to go about this? I'd like to make it an ongoing comic book, albeit with no deadlines because <laughs> <laughs> because right, figuring right. out how long it took me to make the first one, I'm sure the second one will take less time, but it still is a, quite an endeavor, and I never um, downplayed it. I just never really knew how much it would take. So that being said, I want it to be an ongoing thing. It'll be at least two. <laughs> at the okay. Least. All right. And, um, and, your problem, and your problem that you're going to have now is now you got Robert uh, Iman on this. Now he's going to be off of this. Now you're going to try to find another artist right and uh that that yes, can be well, a little I, problem as well i mean just trying to find that uh right. well i've i found one guy who's going to do the second issue but like the thing i just wanted the style to be different every time so that way you wouldn't i didn't want people who were reading it to get too connected to one particular style because i think that's one problem with historiography is that you oftentimes get pigeonholed into a concept or into an ideal or an ideology and you get sort of lost in the sauce and, and don't realize that it's more about this bigger picture. So I feel like a different artist every time gives you different impressions. And you know what I mean, different and colors, different it, it makes, it makes great that sense. Way you're not stuck. No, no, it makes great sense because, uh, the yeah. history changes as well. Eras change. Why yeah. not change with the, that as well and have different artists uh, attack it on that line as well? I think it's a great, yeah. uh, great, I, I, I just love it. I, I, I think this is a great cause and a great uh, thing that you put out. And it took you how many years? Seven, eight years, you say? Yeah, something like that. Seven to ten years. Seven to ten years. Like wow. That. All right. All right, Danny. I'll I tell you what, folks. Uh, give it to us one more time how they could find it. And uh, sure. and we'd love to. Uh, we'd love to. I, I, we're buying it right now. We're going to purchase this. Okay, great. Um, they can go to my PayPal. My PayPal name is info at dannybedrosian.com. And you just send $30 for domestic or $40 if it's an international order. Um, and you will get the comic book, a, a CD, and a signed tag with what number you have of the first printing. Excellent. Excellent, Danny. All right, uh, when do you go back on tour again? Uh, two days. Two days. <laughs> Going to- <laughs> I'll rest. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay, good luck with all that, Danny. Keep in touch, and uh, we'll talk to you again, brother. It's uh, always great having you on the show. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care, Danny. Bye. Hey, uh, that was Danny Bedrosian, man. That, that was uh, that was beautiful. All right. Uh, hey, Brian, we've got our uh, we've got our guest Eric Bizo uh, Bazinian, and uh, Eric, did I? What? What's uh, Eric is uh, the number one WBO uh, contender right now. Yeah. He's, he's out there. He's got the he's got the flag in the background there. He's got the he's got all the belts. It, actually, we've had like three emailers, uh, three messengers out there with Armenia Proud uh, sending messages saying, "Hey, can you get Eric on the show?" And uh, so we got Eric on. Uh, he's in Georgia right now, and uh, we're calling the, him up at six p.m. on a Friday. How are you, Eric? 
I'm great, and you? We are doing good, my friend. Uh, everything is fine, and uh, you know we're very proud of you. Very proud of you, and uh, we we love seeing. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. We love seeing what you're doing out there. Uh, how long have you been doing this, Eric? I mean, you're the number one fighter. You're a 23 and oh, with 17 knockouts. That's not that's not too shabby, my friend. Uh, Yehbar, you're doing really well. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, uh, I, I started professional when I was 18, and uh, it's been a long uh, road, uh, very hard with uh, different types of experiences, uh, but with the working, working hard and uh, and with discipline and sacrifice, uh, I'm like, uh, I'm reaching the, to the top, you know, now I'm number one. But uh, this is nothing yet. It's something. It's great. It's big. Not everybody uh, gets the opportunity to be number one in the world. But uh, this means uh, that I have to work uh, harder, harder. Yeah, yeah, to uh, become a world champion. I I gotta say this too, Eric. Uh, you're not. I mean, uh, from 18 to 24 now, it, you're still. You're still new at this game, aren't you? I mean, it's not like uh, you hear most fighters say that they've been doing this since they were uh, 8 or 10 years old, 11 years old. This is still new to you. Yeah, I, I started boxing when I was 13. Oh, 13, and, okay. Uh, yeah, and it was a long career. Like uh, I had like 109 amateur fights. For Armenia? Uh, yeah, oh, in Armenia bravo. and in Canada. I know in Armenia I did 80-something fights. and Because uh, over there it's mostly like competition, you know, three to four fights in a weekend. Wow. So uh, it's a lot. Uh, <laughs> and I, I took a lot of experience. Yeah, yeah. So you've had uh, over 80 fights in Armenia starting at the age yes. of 13. Did you... Uh, yes. Did you fight for the flag at all? Did you fight for the Arme Armenia team? Yes, of team? course. I represented Armenia in a few uh, different uh, international competitions. And then uh, I had to come to Canada when I was 16. That so I fought, I won two times the Golden Gloves, Canadian. Uh, wow. Then I represented uh, Quebec uh, in, the, in Poland in some international competitions. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's beautiful the you know that uh, was it tough leaving Armenia to go to Canada at uh, 13 to 16? I know you probably left all your friends. Yeah, it was very hard uh, to come and change your life like 360 and uh starting a new life, uh, but uh, we did for our future. Right. You know, with my family to so me and my brother we have a better future. Right. Right. How did you get the nickname uh, Bezo? What's that all about? Yeah, when I was like uh, young uh, in Armenia, they they called me Bezo because of uh, my uh, last name last is Bazinian, so right. it's like shortcut. Yeah. Yeah. Bizo. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Uh, seeing some of your fights, uh, you know, I I have to do uh, like background ch check up uh, on uh, the people that I interview yeah. and all that and. Man, you have a heavy punch. <laughs> you set it up, and, uh, I mean, these guys. And, folks, let me tell you, 
if you guys, like I said, his record right now is 23-0 and 0 with 17 KOs. And his last 10 fights, all right, if anyone out there, I know there's a lot of Armenians that have, crit, uh, they critique everything, uh, Eric. So I got to I gotta let these people know. <laughs> no, from uh, His, his uh, 2016 fight, let's go back to 10 fights right now. Uh, the Schwartz guy, he was 10-1. and 1. Uh, Then Silarek, uh, 13-2. and 2. Uh, then this guy, 13-4, down effect at 23-16, 23-12, 30-12, 32-2 with this uh, Zagara, this Natetu, is that right? Is yeah, 17-2. Yeah, then uh, Flores, 21-5, and the last one, 17-4 with Campo. I mean, you have not taken on some uh, – barroom uh the people that are just uh 500 fighters uh you've taken on some pretty good uh fighters out there yeah like i let that my management to take care of like uh you don't take easy fights all the time because uh you do you take like easy i mean like yeah like kind of easy fights in the beginning like in a few five six fights sure uh, yeah start the record and because you can start with the good fighters right away because you are new in the sport of professional so um but now this lately uh, like i've been fighting with some good experienced fighters to uh for my experience level to bring up uh, so um, i get more uh, mature in the ring uh, to check to see what i can do if you know eric if i'm a promoter I'm looking for this type of fighter, which you are. You're not running away. I mean, you're standing there. You're going, hi, M, come get me. I mean, uh, I'm right here in the middle. I'm not going anywhere. And uh, you're landing some big punches. And you know what? Uh, People like you, you guys take some punches too, but it doesn't seem to phase you at all because you still keep coming forward like a tank. And I would want to set up a big fight if I'm a promoter looking for uh, a big fight night and that's this is the type of guy you're looking for out there if you're out there this is the type of uh, person that could uh, fill in the seats here well uh, now like um, since I'm number one like uh, we're gonna see what we, it's gonna happen because I, I my finger was uh, damaged from my last fight and uh, I got a little fracture so I'm gonna come back uh, next week to Canada and I'm gonna start see the doctor and start my trainings, so uh, I can get like another two fights, maybe one in Canada, one in uh, in the states. So this year I'm gonna get like good two good fights, like experienced fights. All right. And uh, so next year, uh, because we are not in a rush, I'm still young. So next year, uh, before summer, I hope I can fight for a world title. Right, right. Uh, I guess having a finger or a hand or a wrist type of uh, injury in boxing, that's that's as significant as a football player with a bad knee or something, right? I mean, that, yeah, that yeah. really hinders you. Yeah, it's tough. It's hard. But um, what you can do, yeah. <laughs> you are in a sport... Uh, and uh, you can't really BS and say I'm ready. I mean, if you're not ready no, with no, that no, hand, no. you you can't you yeah, can't I fight. Go there like seventy or eighty percent. No, I lose a fight or I win, but uh, I don't perform good. You know. 
No, because now every fight it's important. Right, right. Uh, especially the way you punch, Yehbar. I mean, uh, this this yeah. guy, folks. He he he'll work the middle and then he'll come up with a, a right and a left, and boom, it lights out. I mean, there, there's yeah. been some highlight uh, stuff that I've seen on uh, YouTube. So it, it's beautiful uh, seeing uh, one of our Armenians. Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, tell me about this ranking. I, I don't get it because uh, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the WBO. We're ranked number one. And look, I, uh, Brian, I'm saying we're ranked number one. I, it's like a, I'm so proud of uh, my Armenian people here. Uh, but Bazinian is uh, ranked number one in the WBO. But then I look at the like the W, uh, which one, the IBF. I don't see the IBF. Do, I mean, how? What, what's going on here with these rankings? What's going on? Yeah, like the rankings, like it's like uh, the belts, like uh, the organizations, like WBO, WBA, IBF, WBC, you know, like it's different. So each uh, organization has his rankings. Let's say in WBO, I'm number one, but uh, in IBF, I could be number eight or seven. Like it's when you fight and you defend that belt of organization, you like you go up, you know? Right, right. Well, you're number one in the WBO, I and uh, and uh, I guess the champion right now is Saunders. I'm sure you you've got a picture of him in your uh, yeah. living room, <laughs> ready to take him on. Is yeah. anything like that in the works? What uh, is that something that uh, you're uh, working to get to the this uh, Saunders guy? Uh, well, now uh, like I don't. Uh, I don't focus on that because uh, if it's not Saunders, it's going to be somebody else. But uh, we're going to see by the time maybe he's going to lose the belt. Maybe he's going to change weight category. You never know, you know. Right. So uh, I'm just concentrating on uh, get like two more wins, get the experience, and then uh, we'll see when I'm ready. Right. Because I want to go there and win, not to go and to say, oh, I fought for a world title. You know that. For money, you know. Yeah. You know, Brian, I got to tell you, people uh, like Eric, the way he's going about this, it's not just about the money and a quick payday. And then uh, Eric uh, doesn't put on a good show. And uh, that's not the way he's going about it. He's he's taking slow steps, slow steps, and he's trying to get there the right way. And uh, you don't see that out of uh, athletes nowadays. Uh, you see everyone trying to get to the top really quick. And uh, it's good that uh, you got a right team that's uh, got you focused uh, on this and uh, you're going the right way. How much is it? How important is it with you uh, when you hear the Armenians uh, chanting your name and uh, just getting you fired up when you're in the ring? Yeah, it's really, it makes me more energized and gives me more motivation to see, like, uh, there's people supporting me, like, I make people proud, uh, and, like, they are behind me, you know, and uh, I can't uh, make them be sad, you know, like, to lose, and first, uh, it's life, it could happen, but, uh, like, it gives me more energy, like, when they score my name, like, sometimes I'm tired in the ring during the fight, and boom, it boosts me up, you know, like, uh, right. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. And you know what? Where, where else better than uh, yeah, yeah. fighting in Los Angeles? So can we can we set you up in uh, one of these days uh, to fight in L.A.? You will have a fan base there chanting your name, and uh, it will be beautiful. 
I, yeah, 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 yeah. Like my last fight was in Vegas, and uh, and next fight we'll see. It depends of the shows of undercard, you know. Yeah. Because now I'm number one, I might feel like undercard of maybe Canelo or somebody like a big name. So I get my popularity level up. Oh. Of course, of course. And you know what? Uh, hopefully we can get your popularity up as well because I'm telling yes. you right now, I seen you on Facebook and uh, then I seen um, our messages coming in. We had like, uh, like I said, three messages saying, hey, you got to get uh, Eric on the show. And I said, well, let, <clears throat> yes. let me reach out. So I appreciate you being on here. Thank you. No problem. I appreciate you guys to uh, so for supporting me and uh helping my career and uh, like uh, to be more uh, like known and uh, being there for me and supporting uh, an Armenian. Of course, of course. That's the least we could do, Yekbar. That's the least we could do. Which yes, fighter Which fighter did you look up to when you were growing up? Mm, like uh, I wasn't watching boxing really, but when I started uh, boxing, I was watching like Armenian, like Arthur Abraham, Big Darchinian, you know, then yeah. like all kinds of fires, you know, like uh, Mayweather yeah. and stuff like that. Abraham, the, uh, the King Arthur, he doesn't move around much in the ring either. He'll he'll come at you like yeah, a tank as he's well. Old. I think he's going to retire soon. Well, I hope he's retiring. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying when he like, was... When he was younger, though, he seemed yeah, he like was. he just came right at you all the time. He didn't. Uh, he didn't yeah. run around the ring, and that's how you fight uh, as well. Yeah, like me, I'm. Uh, I think I'm a complete fighter. Like I like to move, uh, technique, do technical fight, like come forward. You know, it depends of the the um, opponent. Opponent, and, yeah, yeah, and the fight how it's going. Okay, and uh, what did? Uh, Okay, whenever uh, you, you uh, you're training and all this, what what do you are you in that training mode right now or not? Just I know your hand is uh, you you can't do anything with the hand, but you still got to do uh, cardio. Are are you still doing that right now? Yeah, like I run, I do conditioning, uh, strength. But when I come back next week, uh, in a week, I'm gonna start boxing too. To see, I'm gonna see the physio to see like how is my finger doing. Mm -hmm. So I can start boxing, like, it, slowly. Now, you're in that, uh, what weight is that? That 160, is it 168? 168. 168. Is it tough making that weight? Yeah, it, yeah I'm keeping my discipline. And uh, even my last fight, I um, I ate a breakfast the day of my weigh-in. I didn't have a problem. It's easy. Good. You just got to be disciplined, yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's a little tougher on us. We we're that we're that Armenian, and uh, we we love to eat that Armenian food. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. It's tough for me too. It's just uh, like uh, the two months of like keeping the good diet and eating healthy and training hard. You just uh, you lose it. Yeah, I I, I tell and you by what. The time you become more professional on doing it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's tough though, Eric. At these Armenian parties. I mean, you'll be yeah. eating two, three hours, and they still haven't brought the main uh, uh, kebabs yeah. and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, uh, but uh, when I'm uh, I have a fight coming up, and like uh, I don't touch it, uh, even if it's in front of me. So, have you planned any uh, schedule to where we can uh, start looking ahead to our fans and all this, uh, to maybe we could. Uh, 
know around what months we'll be seeing you? Yeah, I think I'm going to fight end of September. I don't know the date and where, maybe in the States, maybe in Canada, but I'm not sure yet. End of September. Write that down there, Brian. We got a, well, may, maybe after the fight, we could get another interview from you because I know our fans yes, will be. Yes, of course. Anytime, anytime. It's that's, my pleasure. That's beautiful. You know what, Eric? Uh, we're very proud of you. I mean, uh, like I said. Thank uh, you very much. Seeing you uh, in the back uh, with the Armenian flag, with the belts all hanging, yes, dangling you, down from you. You look like Kutch Vartan, my friend. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it, my friend. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a great night. I know you're in Georgia. What do you, what do you got going in Georgia right now? I went to baptize my baby uh, because it's next to Armenia and all of the families came here. Ah, I gotcha. It's a very nice city. Yeah. 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 And you got a little water there, too. So enjoy relax and great summer and we keep we keep in touch and we're gonna talk soon oh definitely definitely Take and uh, tell us keep us informed on uh, and we'll Thank bring it up on the show course. on uh, how you're progressing and uh, where you're gonna be fighting and we'll have our fans all out there tuning in to you very much thank you my friend you Thank take you care guys. take care have a great day all right god bless all right, that was uh, Eric uh, Bizo Bazinian. How about that? I mean, uh, we uh, we've had some guests, and uh, yeah. th- this guy right now, he, he's uh, right now at his prime. Yeah, what, what do you say? Twenty three and zero with seventeen knockouts. Seventeen knockouts. Man, that, 20- that is impressive. And, and the thing about it, Brian, I mean, the guy's bringing. He's taking on. He's not taking on any slouches. I mean, he's taking on guys seventeen and four, twenty one and five, seventeen and two. 32 and 2. This is his last one, two, three, four. This is the last four fights. And he's also saying that, uh, you know what? I'm not going to rush to take on someone big and humiliate myself. I, I got to take my time and make everything right. And uh, I may need a couple more fights to set it up for something like that. I'm yeah. not going to embarrass myself. And, that, yeah. and you see a lot of people right now, a lot of athletes out there that don't do that. I mean, they're, they're wanting the big payday, and they, they just want to be in the yeah, limelight. Yeah. yeah. So I loved it, man. Uh, that was a great interview, and uh, God bless him. I, you know, I reached out, and uh, he was like, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll get on the show. No problem. So Armenia Proud. Swinging again. Yep. Swinging. Uh, we got our own punches. We're swinging. <laughs> All right, my friends. That's uh, that's our show. That's our show for this week. Hey, next week, uh, Brian, we're going to have another guest. I already talked to him. Uh, yeah. He's uh, he's right now shooting a movie in England. Yeah. And it's uh, Ken uh, Davitian. Yes, I'm really excited about this interview. I mean, uh, the guy's done so many nice comedy movies. And he's also done like gangster uh where he's a mobster type of yeah. guy. In it. So I, I wonder I, what he's doing in England. Uh, you know me. Like, I, I pick up on a lot of, like, the the other characters that show up in movies, the other actors that show up there. And I've been watching this dude in movies and TV shows for years now, for right. decades now. And so, like, it's actually really exciting for me to to, to, to see him or to interview him because, like, even, even recently, like, just seeing him on Cobra Kai, like... Why not? Because yeah, he was yeah. he was great in there. It's right. like, I thought it was fantastic. I didn't expect him to be in Cobra. No, of course Kai. not. Seriously. Like he just shows up there, and it's like, hey, it's and he that blends. Guy. He that blends. Guy's awesome. He blends in every script that it, they give to him. He's blending right, yeah. right with the script. So you you know you just 
the way I got to see him was in the movie Borat. And uh, then, uh, what was that? Uh, a Spart- uh, 300 Spartans or something like that? Yeah, uh, 300. 300. Was yeah. it 300? Yes. Okay. So, in any case, uh, uh, so he's got a busy schedule next week, but he said that uh, he can make some time, and uh, we should uh, be able to get him on uh, sometime during the week, and we'll uh, splice it up and everything. That's the stuff that you do, Brian. Yep. With All that, the editing. With that 1% Armenian in you. Yeah. He He's not an Odar, my friends. He's one of ours. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, Krakian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Uh, and uh, we'll have him on hopefully next week if uh, his schedule doesn't uh, interfere with it. Because, you know, you, you never know what you're going to be on, what, uh, what, you know, what schedule you're on when you're on a movie. Uh, so, in any case, uh, that's, that's uh, uh, I fucked that up. So just, just saying, you can okay. go in any case or whatever. Uh, so yeah, yeah, we're gonna have uh, Ken on the show next week, and uh, pretty excited about it. That's uh, Ken Davidian, and I can only say thank you so much again to Eric Bezo, Bazinian, and the guy was so great. He even said uh, after my fight, I loved the or before the fight, I yeah. promoted and stuff. You know, he, he'd like to let all the Armenians know about it as well. And yeah, uh, that that's what it's all about, my friends. A uh, lot of. A lot of geopolitics going on in Armenia, and uh, people just seem like they're up in arms with uh, uh, just, uh, I, I need the friendly side of you people back, okay? Everybody just chill the hell out a little bit and enjoy each other. That's what it's all about, and uh, that's what the show's all about. And uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week, my friends. Genatsa, uh, the Kishir party, we'll see you next week. And uh, Brian, thank you so much. Tune in next week for another episode of A Toast to Armenia with Jono Kabinjian. Find the show online at armeniaproud.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation at facebook.com slash armeniaproud or Twitter at armeniaproud. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.